You're listening to Life Lessons from a Psychic with C Psychic Readings Intuitive Podcast. The podcast where you'll get healing messages from spirit to help you move positively forward in your life. Hey everyone, it's C from C Psychic Readings. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Um, today I want to discuss this idea of toxicity in terms of toxic people, toxic family members. Who are they? How do you manage relationships around them? Um, what's best for your soul, right? Uh, so let's just kind of get into the idea of what is a toxic person, right? Uh, you know, I don't like the term toxic only because it just denotes that the person is doing it on purpose and they're negative and they hate you and they want you to die, you know, and that's not true. You know, a lot of people who are quote unquote considered toxic people, um, they either don't know that they're toxic. I'm going to be very honest with you, or they, uh, you know, they don't recognize the impact it's having, or they're in a lot of pain. You know, there is a saying that hurt people hurt people. I've seen it over and over again with my clients. And I, I think it's actually the truest form of sort of anything that I've seen in terms of realisticness out there of, of what this is. And I do think that people who are toxic, uh, they're hurt. You're, they're hurt and they either want to hurt other people because they're hurt or they're hurt and they don't know they're hurting other people. So where does that leave you? Well, the first thing I think to recognize is what exactly is a toxic person? All right. Um, because sometimes I'll have clients that explain someone to me and they'll say, oh, and they're so toxic, aren't they? See, and I'll listen and I'll go, mm, well, they're annoying. <laughs> you know, I get that, but they're not really toxic. Uh, for me, somebody that is toxic is someone that is uh, consistently out for their own gains. They uh, do not ask or want to know much about you, or if they do, it is only under the guise that they can take the information and turn it back on themselves uh, in terms of being able to promote themselves or share their own viewpoint or share their frustrations with you. They don't want to necessarily support you in any real way, but they want to be supported. They want to take more than they give is, is kind of the best way to describe it. Um, we've seen this in all forms, you know, people say narcissism, that's normally the most way that you'll kind of associate with a toxic person, egoism, uh, things like that. So, you know, what happens when you're dealing with a toxic entity? Well, it depends on who this toxic entity is. So I'm kind of going to go through this in the six degrees of separation, right? We'll go with those that are the least connected to you to the most and how to deal with this. Um, least connected with you. Somebody you deal with, say, in a very limited capacity, right? So uh, someone that you might meet when you're grocery shopping or you have exchanges with, just very light exchanges. Normally, these are individuals that we all have had contact with that we don't really feel too attached to, right? Because we don't know them. They're not part of our social circle. They're not part of our family. So for example, if you're you know, out somewhere and you're purchasing something and you're having an exchange with the sales clerk or the cashier and they mention something like, oh gosh, this really sucks, or they seem kind of off or say a comment, you don't really take it to heart, right? You just listen to it and you go, huh, and you might leave thinking, boy, oh boy, that person's got it rough or they're going through a time, right? Um, it doesn't affect you as much. So that's easier to work with. Now, on the other hand, if you're dealing with toxicity and say your boss or coworkers, that's even harder 
And why is that harder? Well, it's easy. These are people you normally have to relate with on a regular basis. Uh, pandemic has made this easier. <laughs> we don't have to see them on a regular basis, but you still have to relate with them. So if you're dealing with, say, toxic coworkers, I have a lot of clients that will, you know, ask me questions during our readings about how do they deal with a certain coworker, right? Or this coworker is trying to sabotage me, or I feel like this coworker is trying to take this from me. Uh, the first thing I always say is look internally first. All right. Are they really trying to do this or is this your interpretation? Because, you know, the ego starts with self and, you know, the self of us, our ego is always looking for inflictions, right? We're looking for pain. We're looking for someone to inflict something on us. So sometimes your coworker might just be a bitch. Sorry. You know, <laughs> they might just be who they are. And you're interpreting this as internally, internally taking something in when it's more external. So that's the first thing I always tell people is, is this really a toxic coworker out there to get you? Or are they just not having the best time in their own world? And they're sort of projecting that on everyone. That's really where you firstly want to like look at this. Um, the next thing to kind of think about it is if you have a coworker and they are, you know, expressing toxic nature towards you, uh, I always say you never have to go through anything. You can always go around it. So one thing you can do very interestingly, and this works actually for any level of toxicity, but uh, for this particularly, is uh, have a visualization for yourself where you have a really real conversation with this person of healing and forgiveness. So just imagine in your mind, you're having a conversation with this person and you're saying to them, hey, you know what, Tim, it really hurts my feelings when you take credit for my work and then you come to me and like it didn't happen and I don't really know how to handle it and this pisses me off. And imagine the response you'd want from quote unquote coworker Tim, right? That they would understand that they would say they wouldn't do the behavior anymore. Maybe they would qualify where it's coming from. Again, you might feel like you're making this up, but you're not. It is a connection that you're having with this soul because we are all connected on a soul level. Um, and this sometimes helps to sort of alleviate that. The other thing you can do is say a uh, prayer of forgiveness, you know, and just say, hey, Tim, I forgive you. I love you for who you are. I know you must be going through a tough time right now, and this is the way that you're interacting with it. Um, but I know pretty soon you're, you're going to get through this. Now, another thing that you can do, and this is a very interesting exercise uh, some of my, my clients have done, is write a letter to their spirit guide. So imagine everyone has a spirit guide, whether you believe in that or not, this is sort of a, an interesting concept and I think it'll help for this exercise. So imagine you have a spirit guide and everyone has a spirit guide and you want to contact Tim's spirit guide. So name him, name Tim's spirit guide. Maybe Tim's spirit guide is named Rainbow. I don't know, we're making that up. And then just write a letter and say, dear Rainbow, please watch over Tim. Tim has been doing these actions and it's been making me feel a sort of way. And I'd like to help Tim on their journey. And I'd like these actions to stop. Um, so Tim and I can work in perfect harmony. Please help me do that. Thank you, spirit guide to Tim Rainbow. Right? It sounds weird, but it works because what this is actually doing is it's helping, you know, the energy project and you're moving energy. And that's what you're really trying to do. Because when you're trying to work on a toxic person one-on-one, -on -one, um, it's not really going to work because you're not dealing with who they are. You're dealing with the external. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, it's almost like if you want to storm the castle and you're at the iron gate and you just keep ticking the iron gate, 
it's not going to storm the castle, right? You, there's a barrier there. You have to get into the internal, which is the castle, to be able to do some damage. So that's what you want to do there. This works also for bosses. A lot of people have bosses that are toxic. Um, and a lot of times toxic bosses, I'll tell you right now, because I read for these toxic bosses on the other end as a psychic reader, they're hurt. They're hurt. They feel alone. Um, they sometimes don't feel like they're doing their best job. They, they know that they're not projecting themselves the best way forward. They're well aware of all of this, right? Uh, but they don't know how to fix it or they don't know how to fix it for themselves because they just feel bad, right? So uh, one thing you can do is if you're in a meeting or you're hearing a toxic boss, uh, project love. Imagine arrows of love or beams of love going to this boss saying, I love you, boss. I love you. It sounds strange, but this has an effect. Um, I've had so many of my clients do this and they report to me that either a toxic coworker just moved away, leaving that, you know, energy or the toxic coworker changed overnight or the toxic boss came and had a conversation with them. Um, you know, this does manifest miracles. So if you believe in this and you, you know, you do it regularly and you put an effort towards it, it works. Uh, now talking about toxic friends, uh, this is a little different. I'll tell you why. You choose your friends. And what I mean by that is uh, who you attract is in a way who you are. I'm sure we've all heard this, but if you want to know uh, who you are, give me the amalgamation of the five people you hang around with most, right? So if you're hanging around with a toxic person, I will be honest with you and say chances are you have multiple toxic people in your life. And I only know this because of clients I read for. Um, and normally it's because you're not standing up for yourself. You're not asserting yourself. You're allowing others to take advantage in some way. So this is soul's lesson. The reason this is happening is for you to get up and go. It doesn't mean you have to leave the person um, necessarily, but it definitely means you need to manage the relationship. So whether it is a boyfriend or girlfriend or best friend, um, it just means you have to look at it. And in some cases, I will be very honest, it does mean you have to leave that energy. And sometimes that's actually the lesson behind all this. Can you leave the energy? Can you actually, uh, you know, be strong enough to yourself to say, hey, wait a minute, I deserve more. This person isn't giving me anything. You know, a lot of times I'll ask clients when we talk about toxic boyfriends or girlfriends or friends and, and um, I'll say to them, well, how's that relationship working for you? What are you getting? And they go, well, that's the thing. See, I don't know. I just feel like this person is a burden on me and I'm not really getting anything. And I say, well, let's think about it. Like, can you, can you name one thing? Like if you had to reach, let's reach just one thing. And they, they'll honestly say, well, maybe it's the satisfaction that I feel needed or the satisfaction that I'm helping. Um, and I'll say, yeah, that's cool. But are you helping? Because if you're just making them go back to the same thing over and over again, and they're just the same person and they're not, you know, learning or doing anything different, are you helping or are you pacifying? You know, you got to ask yourself a question. So this is where you really want to just think about this and say, okay, out of the friends in my life, who is serving my highest and best pur purpose and who is stopping my highest and best purpose? And it doesn't mean you have to get rid of everybody, but try maybe limiting behavior or limiting time with those friends that are a little more quote unquote toxic. See how you feel. Are you feeling better or worse? Just follow your gut, right? I always tell people, follow your gut. It knows what it's doing. So just see how you feel. You don't have to believe anybody. Don't trust anybody. Just follow it for yourself. See how it feels. If it feels good, keep doing it. If it doesn't, do something different, right? Now, the last sort of six degrees of, of toxic separation I want to discuss is family. 
uh, particularly the close core family. We're talking about mom and dad siblings. It is very difficult to be raised by a parent that is toxic. And this can be toxic in multiple ways. This could be on the minor spectrum of maybe they are just dismissive or overbearing, or they could even be depressed in their own nature. Um, and this can go to the magnitude of the other end where they can be verbally abusive. They can be narcissistic. They could be ego egotistical. They could be physically abusive. How do you deal with this family member? Well, I think the first thing to recognize is what level are they at? That's the very first thing that you want to recognize, because I'll be honest, if you're dealing with somebody that is a, uh, has an addiction, uh, is somebody that is verbally and especially physically abusive is taking or stealing money from you. This is very hard to quote unquote, get over unless the person wants to make a change. But if they are not willing to make a change in any way or modify their behavior, at least around you, you're not going to have a good time. Now, if they are somebody that is, say, narcissistic, uh, you know, you want to ask yourself a question with this parent. And what I always tell people is imagine this parent's life. How did they grow up? Because nine times out of 10, when I'm counseling with my clients who are dealing with toxic parents, um, there's trauma. There's a lot of trauma behind the parental wounds. Now, does it give them justification? No, it doesn't. But does it give understanding? Yes. This is where we get inter intergenerational trauma. I'm sure everyone's kind of heard of that where trauma is passed down. So, you know, I humbly believe, especially with parents, when they have a child, the majority want to do well and best by their child. They love their child. They would love to give and do everything for this child. Do they know how? I'm going to be honest, sometimes nine out of 10, they don't. And I have parents that I counsel that come to me and say, see, you know, help me help my daughter. I don't know what to do. And I can earnestly tell they want to help, but they don't know what to do. And therefore they don't make any action or the actions they make come off toxic. Uh, so you kind of have to think to yourself in a weird way. Can you separate the person's behavior from the person's actual and genuine feelings. You know, it might not do too much to help you for the moment, but at least if you can understand my parent loves me, you know, they really want the best for me. Um, but unfortunately they're not capable. That's a different story right now. If you do have a very toxic, egoist, abusive parent. Yeah, I, I understand that's something you have to put boundaries up for and, and maybe even talk with a mental health professional to discuss the relationship. But if it's somebody that truly loves you, wants the best for you, but can't, um, in a weird way, that's where you have to be forgiving. This is almost where you have to look at them separate in separate entity. Look at them separate from who they are, from what they do. Uh, think that their actions are not their own. You know, again, I'll go back to the drunk example. You know, we all have friends that when they get drunk, they either get a little more belligerent or laughy or silly. And we know well, this is not my friend, Mike, this is Mike on alcohol, right? So, or when one of our friends gets stressed or angry, they might say and lash out, well, this is not my friend. This is my friend on stress. So this is sort of where you want to look at with a parent. This might not be your parent. This might be a parent's trauma backing up on them or speaking up for them. This might be a parent's uh, fear. This might be a parent's anxiety. And this is where the separation goes. So once again, you can kind of utilize the same exercises that we talked about earlier for coworkers and bosses. Same thing works. Um, but just practice being unconditionally loving. You know, you don't know how much time you're going to have with parents and family. And uh, you might not fix the relationship. I'll be honest. A lot of the relationships aren't meant to be fixed. But they're meant to teach you. 
So one thing you can do is if you have parents that are toxic or family members that are toxic, ask yourself, what is the soul's teaching here? What can this relationship with my parent or this feeling I have with my parent teach me? Because nine out of 10, especially when I read for clients, there's a reason. There's a reason they are born into that family or to those parents. There's a reason. The reason is overcome, to overcome, to elevate their soul. So if you ask the question, the answer will show up, but you have to ask the right question. Um, but it does happen. You know, and this, you can ask this question for anybody. Why do I keep toxic friends around me? Um, why do I think my friends are toxic? How do I deal with my toxic boss? If you ask these questions and then are silent to yourself and just listen for the answer, spirit will talk through you. It really will. It might take time. And the hardest thing to do is just quiet your mind to be able to accept spirit, spirit messages, but you can do it. So if you quiet your mind and ask these questions, it helps. And again, the goal is not to, you know, get rid of the baby with the, what does they say? Get rid of the baby with the bathwater, right? Uh, the goal is not to get rid of everybody. You're not going to be an island all to yourself because we need community. We need people. But the trick is to ask this and to manage relationships. One of the biggest lessons we have to all learn on this planet is how to manage relationships. And if we can do that in a healthy manner with boundaries, um, you know, understanding the true soul and essence of somebody, that's going to help us on our journey. It's not easy. It's probably a lifelong task, at least for a lot of my clients it is, um, but it can be done. All right. So hopefully this gives you a little bit of an insight into the idea of how to sort of manage toxic people, um, how to sort of view that lens of, of a toxic person in your life and how to make sure that you can protect yourself or at least provide boundaries so you can either choose to have a type of relationship with this person or maybe not. And that could be a healthy move too. All right. I hope this has been helpful and healing for everybody. Once again, if anyone has any questions, I always love, love hearing from my clients on podcasts, any topics they want, anything else that you'd like me to discuss. Just shoot me an email. Would love to hear from you. Um, and other than that, I hope everyone is doing safe and well. Thank you again very, very much for listening to this. Uh, do be safe and secure and blessings.